Street at the Dalton Innovation Accelerator. My name is Lauren Holberson and I am the Executive Director here at DIA. And I'm so excited to have Cassie, the face behind Real Food Co. here with us today. If you aren't familiar with her business, you are in for a treat. Cassie, thank you so much for joining us. How are you? I'm doing good. Thank you for letting me come and do this. I'm excited. We're excited to have you. So I'm somewhat familiar with your story, thanks to Allison Coker, who actually told me about Real Food Co., um, and, which is located off the Doug Gap beside Michael's Framing, for those of you that don't know. Um, so great business here locally, and uh, wanted to invite you to share a little bit about yourself and, and how you got started. Yeah, um, so I guess, well, just a little bit about me. I'm actually not from Dalton, which I get that question a lot, like how the heck did I end up here? Um, long story short for that, I grew up in Deep Step, Georgia. No one knows where that is. Middle of nowhere. It's um, on a high school in Sandersville, so it's like town compared to Deep Step. And it's right outside of Milledgeville, so right in the middle of the state, tiny town. Um, I have two older sisters. I have some amazing parents that have kind of, well, it's not kind of, they have taught me everything that I know, gotten me where I am. And um, I went to a small high school and then went to George Southern for college. And I had the whole problem that everybody else does for the most part. What do you want to do? Had no idea what I wanted to do. Everybody always asked, what's your major? I had no idea. I was undeclared for two years. And I just decided, I was like, all right, I guess I'll do a generic business, you know? And then they, my dad sat me down and he's like, no, we, we need to figure this out and be like, so you need something specific. Sat down with him one day and we go through all the majors at Georgia Southern and somehow I ended up with construction management of all things. So many people don't know that about me, that I have a degree in construction management and I have a minor in business. So I guess the business kind of got in there with the, with my entrepreneurship. But um, And so after college, everybody, they asked the question, what are you going to do now? <laughs> well, I went the opposite way and my best friend that I had met in college she always said she wanted to go to Charleston and live in Charleston after college. She said, well, all right, I'm going to go with you. And so me, her, and then her other best friend, who now the three of us, they're both from Dalton and I wasn't, but my sister in the complete different story, she ended up marrying a guy that was from Dalton. And so she ended up in Dalton after they got married. My two best friends were from Dalton. They wanted to move back here. And so after three and a half years living in Charleston, they wanted to move home. I wanted to be closer to family and we ended up here. Um, but how food relates to that. So in Charleston, I, I kind of always knew in the back of my head that I loved food and I, it was like, um, it was kind of like I was scared to talk about that. Not scared to talk about it, but I just, it wasn't a thing that people knew about me. And when I moved to Charleston, I kind of had in the back of my mind, I was like, well, I want to get into food somehow. I had no experience in that. And so I started working in restaurants and I was like, I started as a hostess and a server. And then 
one thing led to another and I found um, a healthy meal prep company because I had started cooking for myself. I mean, I grew up, my mom, my grandma, like I said, we were from a small town, very Southern and grew up in the kitchen. We did not go out to eat a lot. They always made our meals. Granted, it's not the healthiest, you know? I mean, it was homemade biscuits, fried chicken, all the good stuff. But um, over the years, I kind of learned uh, to eat healthier. And so after working at that healthy uh, meal prep company, I saw the business out of it. And I was like, all right, this is, this is what I want to get into. Um, and so that little voice in the back of my head that I always had that said you, that I want to start my own business. I just had no idea what it was going to be or what it was, but, and then I moved to Dalton and said, let's do it. <laughs> so this is my time. But yeah. That's so. awesome. Do you think living in Charleston, such a, an awesome city. I enjoy going to visit oh, there. Yeah. Do you think that kind of influenced some of your inspiration for starting this business? Absolutely. Um, like I said, going from small town to another small town for college, I hadn't really seen anything like that. I didn't have access to healthy food. And so um, living in Charleston, it was on every corner. Mm -hmm. And so I was amazed at it. I was like, what is this? Like, what is kale? You know? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Charleston had a big influence on me and in my health aspects of the food in the world. So, mm -hmm. That's awesome. Well, if you don't mind, will you share some of the struggles that you face starting your business, particularly mm -hmm. as it relates to the food side? Because I don't think folks really understand how hard it is to get started when you're trying to start a business that relates to food. Absolutely. Me being one of those people, I had no idea. I mean, so my dad, um, I guess I'll go back. The reason entrepreneurship is kind of ingrained in me, my dad started his own business. He's in the mining. And so um, he has a mineral processing company, sells sand. So if you ever need any really pretty white sand, I know where to find it. <laughs> he does That's a lot of like golf courses and stuff like that. So, um, but, um, I lost my train of thought. We were talking about kind of the struggles of starting a okay, so, food yeah. business. So seeing him, um, and building his business from the ground up, I saw the struggles that he went through. I mean, we, but we were his, we were kids. He didn't want to show that to us. So. Looking back now, I'm like, wow. Yeah. He went through so much, and my mom was there with him. So I see it now doing it on this side and being the owner of a business. And the struggles that I've dealt with are obviously different than his because mine deal with food. And so food in particular, what was so hard for me was all the, the licensing, the permits. And I didn't know where to start. And so... For me, I just started, I mean, Google was my best friend, <laughs> you know, start Googling everything. And I've had to get out of my comfort zone and start talking to people, asking what to do and put myself out there and just figure it out. But um, finding a place, following all the regulations and as, as a food business, you have to get all your recipes right and list your ingredients and tell, and so it, the list goes on and on, but those are some of the specific struggles I dealt with. So, yeah. Yeah, I think the big one some folks don't realize, too, is that depending on how you're serving the food, how you're packaging it, mm -hmm. you may have to go to the Department of Ag, or you may have to go through the Department of Health in your county. Right. Um, and then there's a bunch of steps in each of those to actually mm -hmm. get licensed <laughs> to be able to provide food to folks. And, and part of the reason it's so challenging is because they don't want people to get sick. Yes. Um, that's the big thing. But... Then there goes into the, the kind of the state rules for Georgia, 
um, that require that you have a location. You can't just be a food truck. You actually have to have a physical location. So um, I know that makes it cost prohibitive for some folks that are wanting to start one. Uh, can you talk a little bit about that and, and finding your location? Yeah, actually, so like I said, in Charleston, I kind of had the idea that I wanted to start my own place. And in my mind, it was all going to be a pre-order kind of system. And so I thought I need to find a place. People are going to place orders and they'll pick up once or twice a week. That was my idea. And then so I was looking for a place, couldn't find a kitchen that was already done. My sister was here looking before I even moved here. And after looking up for about six months, the first place we looked at, um, it didn't have a kitchen in it. It was just an open room, 800 square feet. And I thought, no, I'm not going to build out my own kitchen. That's just crazy. I don't know how to do that. And then couldn't find another place. And so six months later, we, when I moved to Dalton, we went back to Michael um, at the frame shop and said, is it still available? He said, yes. And thankfully it has worked out. He kind of let me go in and do what I wanted and build it out to my kitchen. And, but those six months trying to find a place, it's just hard. Some places um, it's too expensive to rent or you have to add certain things for your business, like a grease trap for a food business. That's a big, big, uh, big deal. And so it's just, it, it was a challenge finding a place, but thankfully I found the right place for me and it, it's worked out so far. <laughs> well, it looks great. We're going to talk about uh, her expansion and rebranding, but I can tell you it looks fantastic. I was there this week oh, uh, picking up some items. So uh, we'll, we'll talk about that. But before we do, um, one of my favorite things about your business, uh, your food, is that I know what's in it. Mm -hmm. um, I know that your chicken salad, your soups, your pizzas, granola, cookies, all of that good stuff are made with wholesome ingredients, real food. Mm -hmm. um, my husband and I have been watching this show on YouTube where they compare chain food from the United States and Great Britain, and they talk about kind of the weight of it, the costs, and the ingredients. And I can't tell you how many times they've mentioned this one ingredient that is a flame retardant. And it is in our food. Oh, yeah. It's scary. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> We're eating it. It's approved by the FDA. Yeah. And, I mean, it's a flame retardant, guys. It's mm -hmm. baked. That's terrifying. Yeah. You're eating that. We're putting it in our bodies. <laughs> so it's fantastic to me that you're making real food. Can you tell us a little bit about your journey with that? Yeah, absolutely. So, like she said, it's, I mean, it is very scary, the ingredients and the things that food companies can get away with just because the regulations are so low. And I mean, if you go even look at ingredient lists on any package item in the middle of the store, which, you know, like uh, shopping the perimeter of the store is kind of where you want to say you get the produce, you get the real foods, you get the vegetables, the fruits, everything like that. When you get into the packaged goods, that's where it gets scary. Mm -hmm. And I know gluten is like a huge thing. Everybody's so scared of now. And everything I do is, paleo based, which I just tell people, I say that because it's an easy like category. Everything is gluten-free, grain-free, dairy-free. I don't use any refined sugars. I use only maple syrup, honey, and coconut sugar to sweeten. Um, and there's no soy or anything in there like that. So you go look at a packaged dressing in the store and it's got just wheat thrown in there, preservatives, additives, artificial sweeteners, just and that's not a natural substance. And our bodies are not created to process that. And so whether you realize it or not, it's 
causing havoc on your entire body. And I know, thankfully, that that's becoming more of a, a conversation and people are talking about it. And so I just want to make it easy for people to have access to that. And so, um, but for me, I used to eat that. I mean, I would eat fast food a lot growing up. I mean, like I said, we do the mac and cheese and the, and the chicken fingers, all the things. And, um, as I got older, I realized that I just didn't feel good. Mm-hmm. And so when I, and I'm sure it probably started like with the whole freshman 15, you know, everybody's yes. worried about that. So I was like, Oh, I need to eat healthy. But after starting that, you realize it makes you feel good and you don't feel like crap after eating a, a fried chicken, you know? Um, but the way I see it, I still miss those things. Like I still want a, a chicken finger or a pizza or the poppy seed chicken casserole that I grew up loving. And so what I found, I used the, um, I found these wholesome ingredients that are actually real things. Like instead of using bleach white flour, that has gluten and can just ruin your system, you know, use almond flour or coconut flour. These items are found in nature. Like God gave us these things to make and eat and heal ourselves. So, um, but yeah, I just want to make it easily accessible for people to get healthy food and realize that it can make them feel good instead of feeling like crap. (laughs) Yeah, I think you do. And your location is fantastic. Um, It's not far from downtown. It's right Mm -hmm. near Kroger. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I live off the Doug Gap, so I particularly love how close it is to home. I love that. (laughs) You stop by on your way home. Exactly. It makes it very convenient. So you've expanded your location. You've rebranded. Congrats on all of that. Thank you. I know it's exciting. Tell our listeners about all of that. So I have been open now for a little over two years. And like I said, I started thinking, (laughs) thinking that I was just going to have this pre-order system. And quickly, the first day I had a few things in my quote, grab and go cooler. I can remember I had maybe like five item things of chicken salad, like two of my little lunch packs and like just a few things. I sold out in like 30 minutes and I was like, okay. So people like to come in and grab it and leave. So in that, like being a small business owner, you have to pivot. Like Mm -hmm. you got to see what other people, what people want. And, um, so with that said, I started off really small. And then after over the last two years, I've listened to my customers, grown the grab and go and added more products. And so done like little mini expansions, if you will. And the opportunity came up to kind of take over the little space next door. And I was at a point where I said, okay, like I have this vision in my head. I have a big vision, like a really big one, but we we can take it a step at a time. And so this was the next step. And so now instead of just having one little cooler with a few grab-and-go items. I'm building out a freezer, and I've got freezer items because that's something people wanted. They're like, I want a meal for my family that I don't have to worry about, but I know it's it's feeding my family and not hurting them, and it's giving them some nourishment. And so now I'm at, I've added a freezer with some casseroles, and I even and it's not all just like quote healthy food. You're not going to eat a kale salad every day. I have ice cream sandwiches. I mean. Come on. <laughs> I saw that. But, I'm excited to try one. Oh, they're so good. But like I said, it's it's what matters is the ingredients and what goes into it. And so it's not going to 
be something that spikes your blood sugar level and leads leaves you feeling hungry 10 minutes later. It's got nourishing ingredients that feed your body. And so um, I'm also going to be adding a, like, build your own salad, build your own bowl. So you can pick your base, pick your toppings, and kind of just a made-to-order kind of thing. So if you don't like something that I put on the salad that's already packed up, you don't worry about it. Now you can pick and choose what you want. So it's more customizable. So. I think that'll be great. My husband yeah. is very, very excited about that. When he <laughs> got, we went in the other day, he was like, yes, I can just go get something right up the road. Exactly. exactly. He was excited. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you think your construction management background kind of helped you with figuring out how to expand it? Because I know you've done a lot of the work yourself. If you've watched Instagram, <laughs> you've seen her tiling and doing mm-hmm. it. And, um, you know, mm-hmm. kudos to you. My husband and I have, we're renovating our second house now. So I feel the pain. You get it. <laughs> um, it is a struggle, but, and I think so many people, they, they look at women in particular and they're like, oh, you can't tell, you can't knock right. out drywall. Yeah. Watch me. Exactly. Like, watch me do it. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So um, I, like I said, I ended up in construction management because it's in my family. I grew up with it. I was always the one helping my dad build stuff. And I mean, my sisters did too. So I don't want them to get mad at me about that. <laughs> but he kind of like took me under his wing in that aspect. And so I loved it. And um, so after going through the whole construction management part of it, that wasn't what I wanted to do. But it went, definitely like helped me be able to get my hands in there and actually do the work myself instead of having to hire it out. And that's a lot of the ways we've kind of bootstrapped this whole situation. And I've tried to save money where I can. And my two hands are the best tools in the kitchen is what I say, you know, so whether it's cooking or if you're building something. So, um, after my dad said, this is the one thing I do remember him telling me and he's when we were trying to decide what I wanted to do with my life. I'm pretty sure this was like when I was living in Charleston and I had probably tried 14 different jobs, you know. Um, but he said, it, whether it's building something or making a cake, you like to take something, take ingredients and build something out of nothing. Mm-hmm. So that's what I've done in every aspect of my life. I like building things out of nothing. You know, I think that so. just ties perfectly into the entrepreneurship. I mean, because yeah. that's what you're doing. You're you're starting this business from nothing um, and taking an idea and growing it into into a bigger, hopefully, company over time and supporting, <laughs> yeah, supporting yourself, your family, whomever. Yeah. Um, and it's it's certainly a journey uh, doing that. Is. So before we go, um, I wanted to kind of get your advice for folks that are thinking about starting their own business here mm-hmm. in Dalton. Yeah, so I'd say my biggest piece of advice would be for an entrepreneur, if you have an idea that you want to build this business and you start getting an interest in it, just submerge yourself in that. First off, like start doing research, ask people, get like just if somebody has the same kind of idea or concept, go talk to them about it um, and do your research. Think, Figure out if that's something you really want to do. If it is, you don't have to start big, start small. I mean, uh, there's so many people that go in and especially with like social media now and Instagram and all these big, beautiful companies. And like, I feel like entrepreneurship can be so like glamorized. Mm -hmm. And if that's even a word, glamorized, but, (laughs) um, 
but it's not easy. And that's something I think you need to know before going into it. And so it doesn't have to be the whole, the whole big thing at first, start small and kind of work your way and just know that you're going to have to pivot in whatever it is. It, 99% of the time, it doesn't work out exactly how you think it's going to. Um, but if you are willing to listen, take other people's opinions, and it may not be something that you want to hear, but take those opinions and figure it out and make it work. If you have a passion for something, then you'll figure out a way to make it happen. You will. So well, That's great advice. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> absolutely love it. So uh, tell our listeners how they can connect with you and, and pick up some of your delicious food. Yes. So Real Food Company is located on Dugout Road. Um, it's 1327. So a lot of people have been, they keep saying, they're like, it's so hard to find you. But we now have new signage out by the road. So that's one of my big things that I've done. I'm very excited about it. Um, and so it's right in between Michael's Fine Arts and M&J Sew Shop. Most people know where those two places are. So if you know where those are, you can find me. Um, and then I update everything on my social media. So Instagram and Facebook, if you want to know what we have that day, I kind of update on stories. I'll usually, I'll try to post and, um, cause I do have specials here and there and I want to let people know like what we've got. But if you ever want to see if we're out of something, cause sometimes we do sell out, but I'm trying to keep everything as stocked as possible, guys. Um, just give me a call. I have, you can find my number on all my social media and stuff like that. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, if you need to see a great example of how to keep your social media fresh and, and updated, uh, how to post regularly, then you need to look at Cassie's social media. Oh, that's very kind. <laughs> no, you do a great job. Um, I always know when you're open and what products and things that you have. Thank um, you. You know. Not all business, I'm not going to call anyone out, but not all businesses do that. <laughs> yeah, I understand that. And sometimes it can be like frustrating because you're looking for one particular mm-hmm. thing or, you know, you go and it's closed and you're like, what? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, no, I think that you do a fantastic job there. And I know a lot of folks struggle with their, their social media presence. Yeah. So it's good to, to look at examples that exist here locally. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And I will have to say, big shout out to Girl Creative in town they have I went to them when I was doing the expansion and I needed just something to make my whole brand cohesive and have my my vision and they did it so all of the the fun pretty pictures and stuff that you see on my social media a lot of that comes from them so big shout out to them yeah they're great and (laughs) they're awesome once you're done listening to us you can go listen to that podcast with them because they did that a few episodes ago um, just so you guys know, Cassie is participating as a pop-up at Mingle on the Rooftop this month, which is June 17th from 5 o'clock to 6 o'clock here at the Dalton Innovation Accelerator. It's going to be on our rooftop, and if you haven't seen that space, it's phenomenal. Um, we're making so many awesome changes to it, so make sure to Very cool. Yeah, make sure to join us for that incredible event, and you can get more details on Facebook at PitchDia. Uh, Cassie, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much. This was fun. Good. (laughs) Congratulations on all of your success. Um, If you need anything, we're here to help you. (laughs) Thank you so much. All right. Thanks, guys. Have a good one.